Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Bouncing down the stairs and do your underwear. <laughs> we are the gummy bears. Mm. I never liked the gummy bears. Uh, my friend Anna, she was rich. So she, they had the Disney Channel. And I was like, ugh, gummy bears. I don't even want the Disney Channel. It wasn't that great of a show, but that theme, I know we talked about the theme before on, on one of the past episodes, sticks in my head and I'm eating gummy bears. So oh. You ever uh, bite the heads off the gummy bears and then spit the head out and trade the head colors, like a red <laughs> and a clear, and you put the red head on the clear and the clear and the red? I love that. Um, but no, I have not done that. I don't get candy like that usually. If I'm getting a candy, it's going to be like chocolate based some people dump the gummy bears under their m&ms that's no that's like no no it's not as bad as you think i'm with you for the most part and i don't do yeah the texture difference is not working for me i think it's not as bad as you think if you tried it you'd say oh wow but i have no desire to actually do it clear well i never understood that thing where you put Mm, something in your popcorn. What did people say? M&M's. Yeah, m and Well, I guess that kind of makes sense. I thought, no, it was Milk Duds. Oh. I mean, people eat caramel corn. That's true. So it's not that crazy. You're right. Ugh. The clear ones, these clear are the best. And if you put a clear in your mouth and then you bring it out and it's covered in saliva, it's actually pretty clear. Pineapple? Mm. Because mm. I think that's the the sort of clearish lifesaver is pineapple, right? Yeah, it's pineapple. Love pineapple. Not actual pineapple though. That's disgusting. What? I love actual pineapple. Real pineapple is gross. <gasps> Why? It just is. I don't know, the texture stringy. Oh. Mm, that's fine. That's fine with me. But I guess I don't mind it because I really love pineapple. Stringy Pinaple. fruit getting stuck you, in Greg your teeth. Gregor doesn't like the stringy fruit. Strings are stuck in your teeth. Welcome to One Topic. <laughs> Stick to One Topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. What is so funny? I wasn't sure when to start and I felt really confident about when I was going to start. And then when I started, I immediately regretted it. So there's a lot going on when I started saying it. Okay, go. How many times now have we played the theme live instead of me adding it in post? Ten? I thought I was going to say under ten. Maybe it's around ten. Yeah, maybe. You'll get it. Well, it's only when you say I have a different place it should be. I know. Anyway. Oh, I have to like decide where you, I have to think about where you think it should be and then ignore my instincts. Where it's been the whole time. That we've but had that's a show. because you edit it in. I know, but that's where it's been. So just right. to just switch it up after 183, 84 episodes. Oh. We just did episode 183. We should have talked about homicide, police <gasps> code 183, life on the streets, homicide, Baltimore, Lieutenant do- Munch, Detective Munch. Makes the crossover from the NBC series Homicide, Life on the Streets, to Law and Order, SVU. Why do you know this? It was pretty cool. Why, oh, you know all the words, though. That's awesome. Those were, I made that up. Really? Yeah, I was just pretending I was doing the promo that was... Oh my god, it sounded really good. I was letting the listening audience know that Detective Munch, who you love from Homicide, Munch, Munch. Life on the Streets... What's that guy's name? Munch, Munch, Crunch. What's his real name? The actor's name. I don't know. I don't know anything about that show at all. Wait, is that Ice Q T? No. Richard Belzer. Oh, yeah. Richard Belzer, who once hosted that talk show and Hulk Hogan came on and dropped him on his head and cracked his. No, he didn't drop him on his head. He put him in the sleeper hold. And he actually passed out. Richard Belzer passed out, then fell and hit his head. Oh. And he was bleeding on the show. And then he was pissed. 
I don't know sure. why. I don't know why he was so angry. You asked a wrestler to put you in the sleeper hold. Oh, he did. Yeah, he said, "Come on, do it. Come on." He's like, "Well, I don't know." He's like, "Come on, come on, come on." You should watch that video. You can find it. It's interesting. Oh my god, did you know Henry Winkler is his cousin? No, but it, I can see some resemblance. Absolutely. Now. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <sighs> did you introduce anyway, yourself? So, did you say your name? So, I'm Autumn Fisher. Yeah, I'm Greg Russ. Hello. Hey. So today's topic, you wanted to talk about popcorn. <laughs> I didn't really want to talk about popcorn. No, you, but... you, you pushed popcorn a few times. You texted at popcorn. I just didn't respond. And then when I first joined, you said popcorn. And I said, Yeah, but that's because it was my only idea. And it was just because I was eating popcorn at that moment. (laughs) Popcorn. Yeah. In which case, you know, I could say tying shoes. Right. (laughs) Sneezing. Peeing. Looking around your house. Pooping a hard poop that cuts your butt open. Is that happening? <laughs> no Please comment. Oh no. That's um No 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 that's no comment. Constipation? That ain't nah, that ain't no topic. That's not the topic of tonight. Today. No, tonight's topic is very important. This morning, whenever the whenever the time is you're listening to this. So I just went back to the old random word generator, told it to throw me ten words. And it gave me voyage. Voyage of the Mimi made me think of. <gasps> yes. Do, 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 do. But uh, do you remember what? in Voyage of the Mimi, the captain at some point, I think it was the captain, got hypothermia. Yes. And he made Ben Affleck get into his sleeping bag naked. Well, he didn't because he was he was dying. He's hypothermic. But the rest of the, the people did. They said, you got to take off your clothes, strip down, and we'll strip him down. And you two, Why the kid, though? You two need to get, and I think there were only kids on the ship, right? No, it was there was a deaf lady, remember? Well, either way. Marla? They kept their underwear on, but they had to get that body heat going. You can't yeah, have... but why make the kid do it? Get an adult in there. Wasn't there like a Native American that was a part of that group? Oh, what does that have to do with anything? Well, it's just another man. There's another human that's not a kid. Saving My someone's... first thought to, to help a hypothermic old man is not to like get the kid well yeah your first thought is sexual and that's the problem here because this is not a sexual situation at all it's saving a man's life so it doesn't matter if it's a kid because let's just cut the kid open and slice open his belly and then just put the old man inside the kid (laughs) that's that's not even a logical leap yeah it is it happened in um I, i know what the reference is but that's not a logical leap for this situation and it's not like you drawing a comparison to say that it's ridiculous that the kid's the one who saved the captain's life, uh, putting it on the same plane as cut his gut open and shove the captain inside his body cavity. Get out of here. I'm sorry. I, I, I was, uh, I was being silly. We disagree, which was another word that popped up. Oh, perfect. Also heal eh, boring as in like, you're ill and you must be healed. Yes, not your foot heel mm. or a wrestling or like heel. being a heel. Yeah, wrestling. We already talked about that. Yeah, Belzer. Bell's palsy. Parade, supply, crossing, beam, native, comedy. Let's just get to the one you got that we chose. What was the last one on the list? You really wanted to do this one. Courage. I said courage. And you said, yes, I'm the most courageous person on the face of the planet. That's me. So we should definitely do this. Well, the first thing I thought was courage seems like it could be a sort of sexist um, concept because it seems like men are encouraged. (laughs) Sorry. Men are encouraged to be courageous more than women are. Um, and then that made me think about maybe that s- sometimes courage is really uh, skewed, right? I think that you brought up, did you bring up climbing mountains? Yeah, we'll get to that climbing mountains because I was just thinking about what courageous means. You're right. right. You're, you're right. I guess that men are supposed to be courageous though. That That's changed these days. 
Nobody expects dudes to be courageous, and we're on an equal playing field. Women will be just as courageous as men. If somebody comes up with a gun and there's two of you on the street, you know, take your pick, you say to the man with the gun. Because these days, I'm not going to disrespect my lady by pretending to be the courageous one. Maybe she wants to be the courageous one. Yeah. So she's going to take you down. She's going to knock you in the balls and kick that gun out of your hand and then shoot you in the kneecap. And then we're going to sit there and we're going to wait for the cops to come. And if you move, we'll shoot you in the other kneecap. That's right. And she's also going to like cradle you because you've gotten so upset by the whole ordeal. I feel like I would if that if that situation happened. And I don't even I'm not even one who buys into the gender norms uh, to some extreme traditional level. I do think that there's certain things like going on a date, paying as a man, opening doors. They're just nice things to do. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I am still involved in a bit in it with a, a bit, but I don't take it to the extreme. But in that situation, I feel as though if if a, ga- a guy came up with a gun and I was with my girlfriend and she's the one who got the gun away from him and shot him in the knee, I don't know. I wouldn't feel so great about myself. I would want to be the one to do that, but also because the fantasy in my mind is that's really cool. It's like you had the you know, you had the audacity to come up with the gun. What did you think was going to happen? You fucking idiot! You chose me. That's the out of all the people, me. You got what you deserved. As your kneecap shattered and you'll never walk again. Enjoy it. Wait, are you saying that if if the girlfriend wasn't the person that was going to do that, then you would do that, and that they were stupid for picking you? I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying the guy who came up with the gun is stupid. It's like, you're what a, me. You chose me, you moron. You, you, you surveyed the land and you said, that guy right there, he's the, he's the coward. He's yeah. the one without courage. I'm going to go, yeah, right. And I'd be very calm doing it, like always in these fantasies. I wouldn't panic or freak out. <gasps> There'd be no cowering. I'd just say, really? Huh? And then grab that gun, twist his wrist so it snapped. Knee them in the, the gut. In the meantime, they pull the trigger. Yeah, you stay out of the way. It's not that difficult. Or you grab the gun and they pull the trigger and they miss you, but they hit the person you're with. True. That's something that could happen. That I, I, can't, I can't explain <laughs> that one away. Or it hits someone else. Sure. Yeah. Just a bystander. I also like the idea that I usually have like $4 in my wallet. It's like, give me your wallet. Oh, and do they get mad at you for it? <laughs> yes, then they shoot you. They're just, <laughs> just pissed that you don't have a How lot of money. How dare you not have more money for me to take from you? It's kind of ridiculous to rob people, mug them, because I don't think that many people carry cash these days and credit cards. Well, I don't think that people are trying to get their money necessarily. They want their phones, too. Well, what good's the phone? Well, it's, you just take out the SIM card and sell it. It's locked. No, they, because you go home... And through Apple, if you have an iPhone, I'm, so, I'm sure Android has something similar. You just tell them that the phone's gone and they can brick it. It just becomes uh, disabled. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually, I actually know that because I know all about stealing and I'm pretending like I don't. Oh, oh is that what happens? I, I don't know. Because I don't, I don't know anything about that. And a wallet, the credit cards are very easy to cancel these days very yeah. quickly. And the, the, half the time they pick up strange charges like this is suspicious and they won't let the charge go through. Right. Even if you if your card hasn't been stolen, they're like, yo, is this you? <laughs> yeah. And then we're sending you a text. Yes, it right. was me trying to withdraw $40 from an ATM that you're not familiar with. You know, why I'm not using your ATM because your ATM was broken. Uh, thank you, bank. And I had to walk to the one close by at the bodega. Now you're going to charge me $2.50 for using this ATM, even though I tried to use your ATM first, but yours was broken. This fee, what is this fee? Uh, yeah, fees are really fucking stupid. $2.50 to use another ATM. That ATM, I go into a store and I use a generic ATM. Somebody charges me a dollar, two dollars. That's fine. That's their property. I'm using it. I've decided to use that. The right, fact- but then the bank to charge you for not using their ATM? It really pisses me off. That's so- why I never do it. If I need to get cash, then I'll get cash back. If I don't go to the bank's ATM. I tried to get Bank of America is what I have as my main bank. Even though at this point, my savings is with a credit union and all my savings is there. I keep a savings account open in Bank of America just to put money in for rent. And then I transfer it over to pay for rent. 
Uh, so at the beginning of the month, it has 30 bucks in savings. And my direct deposit still goes there. But I have a credit card through Bank of America. And I wanted uh, to raise the limit on it just because, mm-hmm. because I was bored. I didn't need the <laughs> increase in limit. It's already $20,000. I wanted 27000 they sent me a letter and said, no, we examined your bank accounts and your balances are way too low. Because, oh, because of the transferring. Because I don't keep, as soon as the money comes in in a paycheck, I pay right. my bills, I put some in savings, I keep a little bit there for spending. I don't want them having access to my money. I should just cancel it all together, Bank of America, and go somewhere else. But, no, you know, I guess. You're, you're a creature of habit, so that's difficult for you. I'm a, uh, I mean, if we're talking about courage, I'm... <laughs> I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a cowardly move on my part, no. but it's like I don't want to call. Like quite often, you're going to have to talk to someone, and they're going to pressure you to stay. Though maybe not. Which, oh, you have seven dollars in checking and nineteen dollars in savings. Okay, please leave us. We don't want you here. No, I my my way of thinking is they can't pressure you if you can't be pressured. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but I don't want to deal with it. And quite often, there's no dealing. You're just like, no, I'm cool. Yeah, thanks, but no. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, once you show that you're, you know, resolute about the whole thing, they're not gonna, they're not gonna like, well, they're not gonna be, they're not gonna be like a passive aggressive mother. Well, I like to do things in. Secret. I guess we were just weren't too good for you. I guess I guess we weren't good enough for you as a bank. So yeah, that's I guess all those times we waived those fees. You know, I guess I guess that wasn't good enough for you. And I would say and we should make a business that pressures you like that. They, they do pressure you like that. That's what they that's what they do. That in essence, they're dancing around it a bit. And it's not as direct, but they're trying to say, oh, OK, we're not, not good enough for you. Huh? And I would want to say, no, you're not. You guys are thieves. You're awful human beings who take people's money and then invest it, make more money off of it. Then you charge them five dollars a month because they don't have a, enough balance. Or if they have too much money, you're saying, ah, too many deposits, where that's another fee. So, yes, you're awful. Really? But they have fees for everything. Is there a fee for everything. too many deposits? Yes, there's fees for everything. Too many, if you have a savings account and you withdraw from it too many times, that's a fee within a mm. month. Because you're giving you that huge in- interest rate of okay, but that 0.02%. Like- <laughs> yeah, that's your bank. That's a, that, that doesn't happen a, in every bank. This is a mainstream bank. This is what most banks do. This is why people I've hate I've never had banks. that. And I do a ton of transferring, you know, back and forth. Well, you're lucky. There's th- I'm sure that they have their own fees, but uh, egregious. It no, because I go with, in and I, I go in and I say, I don't want a, an account that does that. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's these. T- you can do that. Oh, OK, thanks. Yeah, I'll do that. And then I chit chat with the lady. Because we're friends. I don't like having those conversations. When I'm no, leaving. But it's so easy. They want to help you. The people typically, people doing their job in that situation, they want to build a rapport with you so that you'll go to them when you need like a mortgage or a loan or a car, you know, whatever loan. But like, yeah, they want to help you. They want to keep you as a customer. They don't really want to help you. They want to help themselves. No, the big company maybe feels that way, but the individual who works at the bank doesn't. They don't give a shit. They're like, yeah, fuck that. Let's get you something that works for you. I find quite often, maybe when you go, when you go in, you're probably right. But when you're calling on the phone, those people, their job is specifically to help. But then because they're trained in customer service all around and more than likely people are calling they like uh, cable, for example, you can't cancel cable online. You have to call so they can pressure you. And so quite often I don't change things. I don't, again, I don't think this is me being a coward. I just don't want to deal with it. Because I think I d- with cable, it's not as personal. When you call a bank, you can call the actual branch and speak to, you know, Ebra. Or the gym. The gym was another example. Yeah, that's. That's pretty shitty that you Where have to go in person. You can't do it online. You have to go in person. Mm-hmm. And then they then they still give you the runaround. You have to fill out forms. And it's a very difficult thing. And for whatever reason, throughout the whole process, at some point, I do feel guilty. I shouldn't because they're, I'm leaving for a reason. I yeah. don't want your cable because it costs $300 a month. I don't want your <laughs> bank because you charge me 
asinine fees. I don't want your gym because I don't go. <laughs> That's not your fault necessarily, but I shouldn't be giving you money. And they know See, that. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be like better than you. <laughs> but I just feel like when you go in and you know why you're quitting, it's very simple. You know, no matter what they say, you know, whatever they might be trying to sell you, you're like, I know that all sounds great, but I just don't go. I'm just not, it's just not happening. I'm not going, you know? Um, uh, I recently canceled the gym thing that I was using to sort of do that semi-personal training because I really got it as like a jump start to working out in a different way to like, uh, because I, I only knew how to do some cardio and I don't know, maybe like look for classes that I never wanted to go to because that just is what I've always known instead of uh, doing um, what's called um, strength training. So and I didn't know how to use the machines. I was intimidated. It's I go to Gold's Gym, which is like a weightlifting gym, um, like Mr. America or something. The troop that tries to get into Mr. America go to this gym sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so I was very intimidated. You should stay away from those weights. I hope you weren't trying to lift the weights because if you're an amateur who doesn't know how to lift the weights, those people are going to give you dirty looks. Well, again, that's gonna, what I was... They're probably going to film was, that's you. Really, um, I don't feel this way now, but initially th that was the type of thing I was afraid of, you know? So I joined... Those are thing. my weights. And then they film you and they post it and say, look at this idiot. No, and, and it's it a very a, inclusive environment these days. And it gets it's a bunch like of that. comments online with other weightlifters. I can't stand it when the amateur comes. Anyway. Okay. So I joined this personal, the semi-personal training thing. It ended up being way more expensive than I anticipated. And I wasn't even taking full advantage of it because I wasn't going to the small classes, which was just like four people and one person who would be training you and they came up with different exercises and like circuits for you to do that were based on you, you know, which it was very helpful. And they sent you like food stuff, not actual food, but just diet plans, you know, how to certain percentages of protein. Anyway, so it was a very helpful thing. But like I said, I wasn't joining those classes because what I found was once I was once I was sort of shown how to do certain things or how to use certain machines, I felt totally comfortable doing it on my own. And I did not enjoy the circuits that they were presenting for me. And anyway, so the point is, is that I wanted to quit. Looking in the contract, like, there's no way to quit unless you have a doctor's note or you're in the military and you get sent overseas. <laughs> you know, it was like this very thing. So I just started emailing the people saying, yo, I just don't want to do this anymore. How do I get out of it? And they're like, well, you kind of can't because of this and because I was like, I know, but it's just too expensive. I'm not using it. What should I do? And they're like, well, actually, part of your deposit can pay for the rest of these things. And then you could just, we could just cancel it. I was like, oh, okay, thanks. It was just being absolutely honest. And then, oh, and then I would see um, the person who was helping me every month who would like take measurements of my body and talked about, you know, how I was doing and the progress and if I had any questions and stuff like that. I still see her at the gym. And when I first saw her, I was like apologetic to her. You know, I said, oh, I'm sorry. You know, she's like, no. Whatever. And I said, I was worried that I was taking away like a commission for them or something. She's like, no, it's not like that. We just get paid. doesn't really matter. She's like, whatever works for you, you should do that. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. So facing those things instead of always thinking the like catastrophizing, which I think is an anxiety thing is when you catastrophize. Uh, catastrophize situations so that you can avoid them. <laughs> I think that when you don't do that, it's actually pretty helpful just to be really honest well, and talk to people about what you need and what you're looking for. And if the thing doesn't work anymore, just like with your bank or with my workout thing, it eh, works out. I don't want to deal with it for the most part. I think that's what drives There's no that. dealing. You're just communicating a, with someone. There's plenty of dealing. I don't there's like, no dealing. You're just telling them. Well, I don't like telling people what I want or need. I never, I hated calling and ordering pizza on the phone back when that was a thing. And the advent of online ordering, 
What a blessing in disguise. I don't have to speak to a person, especially if you want a special order and you can leave a note and you don't have to ask for it because you ask for something that you want. Uh, you want a little special pickle added to your burger that they don't <laughs> normally put on there. And then the person rolls their eyes and scoffs and you know, it acts like the, you know, they're making their life the hardest thing in existence. And then you feel bad that you want the pickle. But when you put it in the little note section... You don't have to see any of that. Still happens, but you don't have to be privy. I'm not to saying it. I'm not saying that not having to be face to face with somebody, or even just over the phone speaking to them directly. Not having to do that has its advantages, but <laughs> if it's if you don't want to pay for cable anymore, and you just are going to keep paying for it because you just don't want to deal, then I mean it's kind of. You know the amount of shame that comes when you call the cable company and you say, hey, do you have any different deals because I don't like paying this much? And they say, yeah. no, not for you. And you say. And you're like, all right, well, then I'm out. You say, okay. No, and you see? Hang up, and then you hang up the phone. Or, or if you, sure, you can pull the trick. You can say, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna quit that and I'm going to cancel my service. Thinking, no, 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 sir, please, please stay. And they say, okay. Well, then, all right. Then you're getting what you want. You don't have to pay. Yeah, but then there's no alternative, which really blows my mind. Here in New York. Oh, for like different areas where it's like, this is only Comcast land. Here in New York, it's block by block. One, my neighbor across the street could have Verizon, but it's not available on my side of the street. So I'm stuck with Spectrum, for example. It, is it, that a way for, do you think they work that out together? Say like, this is my turf and you can have this turf if I can <laughs> have this turf. There's something at play. Surely there's something at play. But I think overall, I they're mean, all fighting in a warehouse, like this, one guy that represents. This is low level. <laughs> this is low level stuff. Like when it comes to courage, T-Mobile's in there like, come on, guys, let me in. I think I can be a courageous person. I think of examples of what I view as courage in my life. And it's usually when I did things that I didn't want to do or put myself in a situation I didn't want to be in because someone else was being bothered for the most part if it's just me and I'm the only one who's affected, like these things we're talking about again, even though they're low level and inconsequential for the most part, uh, I, I will just leave it be though. If somebody came at me and I had to do something, sure. I don't know if actually a situation like a guy coming up with a gun and wrestling the gun away and shooting him in the kneecaps. I don't even know if that really counts as courageous. Does it? Uh, yeah. I think it does. Why wouldn't it? What's your argument against it, would you say? Because to me, courage, courage, uh, courageous act. Courage. Is, it's more of an instance where I need to do this thing that scares me a bit and is uncomfortable and could be difficult, but it could get me to a better place. Hmm. Where, like staying alive? Whereas, well, if someone has a gun, you don't have to wrestle it away and shoot them. You can stay alive otherwise oh uh, and that's also courageous though i know i would beat myself up after i'm like you fucking coward you loser you just let that person do that but it's probably mm. the smart thing to do i think that would be a normal thing for people to feel to feel um sort of ashamed that they didn't fight protect themselves or something that, that makes sense not just as a not even for a man i think for a man it may it may hit a little harder than being a woman in that situation, because as a woman, against, um, we're, I'm assuming that the person robbing you is a man. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't assume, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to assume. Um, it is a man because if it was a yeah. woman, then I feel as though I wouldn't want to beat them up. Man. So women really should be robbing people. Ooh, but you got to pick the right person because as a woman, you don't want to rob a dude that looks really like who has like no problem beating up a woman. <laughs> you got to look for, <laughs> you have to look for the intellectual. It's not as cool <laughs> after the fact though. So if you do beat up a woman, even if she has a gun to your head and you know, you get out of that situation, it doesn't feel good. It's not as cool to me. I mean, even in the, the new star Wars doesn't, doesn't like Snoke or somebody make fun of, Adam Driver for like getting beaten by a girl. Did he? Yeah. I, I don't remember anything Snoke said because he was pointless. 
absolutely pointless. He was supposed to be something that he didn't become, but that's a whole other thing because what's his name came back to do the third movie when they should have just stayed in the direction of the second movie. Luke? No, but whoever directed. Oh. Who they bring back? JJ? Uh, You're supposed to know these things. You're a Star Wars I know. Well, I'm not into the new... I'm not into the new stuff. You're a Star Wars connoisseur. I know, but it's... I. No, I'm a Star Wars appreciator. It's the new stuff that is very bothersome. And so I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like to I don't like to treat it as canon. Yeah, it was Abrams. I, they brought back JJ Abrams because Yeah. Because Johnson. I, I thought think. like Favreau directed one. No, he's always involved, but I don't think he directed. Maybe I'm thinking of like Marvel stuff. He's just always involved. Okay, I don't know. I think he directed the Iron Man, the first one. They got the whole yeah. thing going. But uh, what's his name? Johnson. Ryan. Oh, man. He fucked shit up. No, that was good. That was a good direction to go. Luke can't die. Luke. The problem is Luke is still around. That's the whole problem. That you don't have interesting characters outside of the main characters from the original movie. How about you get rid of these people and then you start to do something. But no. And he's trying to take them in that direction. And they listen to the the fanboy wine asses. No, and then they bring in Abrams to just erase that movie. Uh, listen, what do you think uh, Ryan Johnson did with that movie? He erased everything that like who Luke was. We didn't get we didn't get to go in any direction that gave us a backstory, a, a, enough of a backstory of the new characters. It was still all leaning on the old characters. You're right. There's a lot. I mean, I think Red Letter Media said it the best when. They said Star Wars is creatively bankrupt. Yes, Red Letter Media. I'm gonna give you my review. Well, that's Mr. Plinkett. But I'm Red gonna Letter give Media you just... my review. Ryan Johnson's a fucking idiot. No, you know when Ryan you talk Johnson about, is a fan of of Red Letter Media. You want to so... <laughs> talk about being uh, courageous? You take this this beloved series, which really only has three installments that people like, and the rest is shit. Yet for That's, some reason yeah. it makes a lot of money to this day, and nobody because it's just plays on nostalgia, and it was such a money maker. What he presented, sure, that that's real life. If Skywalker's running a camp and the whole thing gets blown up and a bunch of people under his watch die, I would isolate too. I'd say I'm a failure at life. I can't get past this. I can't believe I allowed this to happen. I'm supposed to be the greatest. And people, that's what people didn't like, the fact that he wasn't still the greatest and he had to come back and redeem himself in a holographic form. Then he Is dissipated. that the one where ugh, where they go to that ugh, that rich planet with the casino well, and they ride those CGI donkey horses? That part's dumb. I, I, I'll, I'll give you that. When that started to happen, I said, oh, no. Oh, no. I can still appreciate, though, wanting to take this in a different direction. And oh, then it no. just got pulled back. And now we're at a spot where nobody cares. No one cares about Bobo Fett. Mandalorian is hit or miss. Like, that's the thing that people turn to yeah. and say, this is one of the best. Uh, here and there it is. I don't know what the hell the latest one was. I forget. I didn't watch it. Oh, it was uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah, boring <laughs> snooze Which people fest. liked. People liked that. And then I think that the solo movie... I, right. I, I, that was good. That was fun. It was fun. There was a lot of it that didn't make sense. Sure. But it was fun. But there's already fatigue. And yes. again, nobody wants someone else playing the role. They can't get past that. There's never been a more demanding, entitled fan base in the world. Why did we have to know where Han Solo's name came from? Oh, you're by yourself? I'm going to call you Solo. Shut up. We don't need to know that. When he meets Chewie, Chewbacca, and he's like, what's your name, Chewbacca? No, I'm not going to call you that. I'm going to call you Chewie. You shut the fuck up. We understand Chewie comes from Chewbacca. It's a short and... There was, there was bad writing. but I think, Really bad. I think in these situations, especially with Star Wars, to stick to our theme or topic, taking it, taking it in a different direction, you're going to piss people off. I don't think that Ryan Johnson was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You know, he and Luke, I'm sorry. (laughs) He and, um, uh, what's, what, what's the guy who plays Luke? You call yourself a fan. Get out of here. I'm not, I'm just, 
because I'm trying to stay on track. I'm trying to. Ugh. Just help me. What is it? No, I'm not talking to to you about that. I just forgot because I'm trying to stay on track in, in my vein of thinking and I'm not distracted by people's names. Joker. Yeah, I know. I thought that'd be a clue that helped you. Yeah, I know who he is. I just don't remember his name. God damn it. Mark. Mark Hamill? Yes. God, say. Listen, I'm just an old woman who can't remember people's names. So leave me alone. So See, now you got me all fucked up because I don't remember what I was going to say now. Well, you someone needs a stamp. You wouldn't, just, you wouldn't just help a sister out by <laughs> handing me the name real quick. <laughs> because you have to flaunt yourself. A know I do not flaunt myself. You flaunt yourself in an encyclopedia of Star Wars. I do not. I've never. <laughs> I've never. You've claimed yourself to be. As that. You've claimed yourself to be the greatest fan. You said, you say greatest fan in the world. Number one fan of t-shirts and hats and mugs. <laughs> and that's your handle on the message boards. And you can't even remember Mark Hamill. <sighs> I'm going to have the courage to murder you one day. Well, I want someone to stand up to these fans, these so-called fans who think they know what's best. They should just abandon the whole thing, really. That's that's the thing, is that they should have had the courage to say, you know what? We don't need any more Star Wars. Leave it to the the little animated stuff that was very popular and is considered canon, like and and ex and explained a lot of backstories and even helped out with explanations from episode one because it's such a piece of shit movie. They sort of flesh things out from there. They flesh out Anakin. Uh, that they should just leave it. Leave it. Well, what it about? It was a thing. It happened. They haven't made ET two because Steven Spielberg isn't a hack. Well, it's tough to franchise it and make millions and billions of dollars off of it. That's the only e. reason. ET two. ET's family vacation. <laughs> I would like the crossover event. E.T. and meets Mac for Mac and me. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen Mac and me. I've only seen the clip that they play for Paul Rudd. You're missing out. Yeah. They should abandon the whole thing, but uh, there's too much money on the table. And there's some people who care about the story, but they can't get the story straight. And, no, and, and it's horrible. You're talking about sticking with canon, but you know they introduced the force as being something uh, along the same lines as syphilis. Oh my or it God. lives in your blood, so I need a midichlorian count. <laughs> so it's Shut the fuck up. Where he's got even more midichlorians than Master Yoda. Well, someone who speaks out against it too. Just thinking of film critics, not even the fans these days. There's so many film critics, and I think quite often they think that taking a stance against something, maybe outside of Star Wars because it's so polarizing, but something that's popular and shitting all over it. I was the mm. one who, had the, who was brave enough to tell the story that people didn't want to tell about that film. But that in itself is self-serving. And I don't want to get too far into this because I think it, it, it falls into my feelings on humanity, especially people online. But there are so many movie critics these days, whereas before it was at least newspapers. You were hired by a newspaper or a magazine. You wrote it. There was a limited number, but anyone can do it these days. So it's just people grasping at ways to become noticed and to stand apart. So I can't even buy into that stuff anymore. And so these people who fancy themselves, the brave ones who tell it like it is like, yeah, sure. I don't even know if you believe what you're writing. I think you're <laughs> just saying things. I agree. I don't, I think, uh, I mean, there's gotta be some people online that you trust that have been reviewing something for long enough. Like you have almost a relationship with them and you trust that they're not just, they're, you know, not getting paid by a studio to get early access to things. And so they'll give it a good review. But yeah, it's almost it is a relationship. You have to know, oh, this person is like that. So I don't trust their review. Or probably what's happening is that normal people don't even think about it. They just hear someone talking about it. And they're like, yeah, that, you know, they don't have their own either thoughts or you know, you know how people are with movies. They just walk away from it. Like, I liked it. I do go to Rotten Tomatoes. And if I see something like a, not even the reviews, but just the rating before I go see a movie and it's lower, 
It gets in my head. And it's harder for me to give the movie a chance. So I try to stay away from it. And I hate the fact well, that, that there's... That's to- that makes total sense. I hate you those. should come up with your own ideas first and then bounce them off the wall and see what sticks. But when I just always hated my... Bless him. My dad does this where he'll talk about a movie and I'll say, yeah, you know, I'll I'll criticize it. Not as in like shit on it for no reason but i'll be i'll i'll say things that were good and some things that bothered me or whatever he's like i just i don't know i just don't think that deep about it like yeah that's the problem we should be what are you doing then just staring at lights well maybe some people don't want to think that deep about it i don't know if it's necessarily a problem Ah, and most people i'm not thinking about you're right it's not a problem (laughs) i'm not thinking too deeply about it but it's like eating a food and saying like i liked the consistency and that's all i paid attention to like, no, I liked the flavor. It had a, you know, it was salty at first and then it got sweet. And then it was, I had it, there was a tartness. What was that? Was that a lemon? Ooh, the acid. You know, you, you pay attention to things. I do think expressing your opinion, if you've got one, uh, I don't think your dad, you think your dad has an opinion? He doesn't. That's like, he's not holding back. He just doesn't have an opinion on things. I don't Most, think he has like an opinion on things. I think he has some opinions, politically as opinions. Hmm. Again, though, it's it's strange, like talking to. So I guess my dad's a boomer, a, d- a baby boomer, and so is my mom. Ugh. Yeah, fucking boomer. <laughs> but it's funny how. They were the hippies. And now they'll say things like. Oh, look at um, look at Annette Funicello, like she got fat. <laughs> Shut the dad. Stop talking about how that she's fat. You know, it just, it seems like that hippie mentality was just, oh, that was just a a eight year time span where I had an open mind and thought about things. Now it's just, nope. Well, real life happened. Real life happened. Oh, a lot of Mexicans live in this neighborhood. What the fuck? What? Yeah, there's a shift quite often. Uh, when people get older I don't, I'm not racist against Mexican like then why are you bringing it up I don't yeah. think you're racist but it's like why why is that a thought there's yeah there's zero point to bring it up right. why are you pointing that out what's your motive then what do you want me to take from that comment and then people feel attacked oh no I don't know I do feel like expressing your opinion in certain situations depending on what it is I guess like to me I don't talk about things that I really like. I will talk about it amongst certain people, but and generally to an audience of people that I don't really know or care about, something like music, movies, books, anything that moves me. I don't know if this is cowardly, but it's like I don't want to make any kind of statement because somebody who comes at it has so much power that they can ruin it. So I guess it is cowardly because why am I not... Uh, confident enough in my convictions like for example um the tom petty song walls which came out in like 1996 and it's considered late in his career i think it's an overlooked song it's a mm. nice fun pop song and it was included on the she's the one soundtrack so i think that <laughs> did it in a bit too okay but i was listening to it and i was like i really like this song this is a really good song the chord progressions the backup vocals it's catchy all the different instruments that are used in it. Like, I like this song and it makes me feel good. And then I thought, I want to share this opinion with people. It's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not bringing it up because if I do, then somebody either is going to not feel the same way and shit right, on Or like it. shit on you, like walls, you like walls. Which happens quite often with music because right. people's, my, what I like, my tastes are the best tastes. Yours are watered down and basic or you put someone on the spot and someone likes you and then then they have to pretend they like it or give you some (laughs) canned response because I I think ultimately that's what it is I don't know if it's cowardice but when you're moved by something you want to share it with another person but really is anyone going to have the same connection and feel the exact same thing that it's making you feel no they're not so in my mind I've decided what's the point I'm just going to enjoy this you can try. Um, yeah. I think I think that uh, it's the same reason why you can't call the cable company or your bank. Because I, I don't 
It's it's not because the same. It's not coward deaths. It's, <laughs> it's not the same chapter, but it's the same book. Hey, well, there's situations in my life that I've talked about before where, again, you've been very brave. And it's usually when something's happening to someone else. But I've told the story before on the train where there's this guy and he's ranting and raving and he knocks this woman. She has her. She's sitting with her legs crossed and he knocks her leg off and he's yeah, that's fucked up. calling women nasty names like slut and skank and whatever else. And I was listening to some kind of music and I took out one of the earbuds I just stared at him. We made eye contact and he was shouting at me and threatening me. And I didn't say anything. And I just kept that eye contact until we pulled up to the next station. And I said, touch another woman. I'll rip your goddamn face off. And then he got off the train and I felt very pleased. Hell yeah. That's awesome. But there's other, there's other examples of that. So it does exist in me because it's for other people. Yeah. You can't do it for yourself. I mean, I moved to New York. That was a pretty brave thing to do. Yes, that's very brave. I, without but a you job. But you didn't have to, well, I guess you had to deal. You had to deal with a lot. Moving. That Moving here with no job and just, I'll figure it out. Yikes, how did you do that? It's probably not something I would normally do. But then again, I don't know. I do feel like I had nothing to lose at that point. I didn't mm. feel like I was losing much. I th- when but really, all these examples, you have nothing to lose. You have your life to lose. You're talking about well, the, the train when I... Well, I guess no, not a, that. <laughs> I guess that's the thing. There's not a motivating factor that's strong enough to get me into action. I'm like, yeah, what do I have to gain? I guess what I have to gain isn't uh, pushing me enough to risk. Because you don't... Well, to risk what? What are you really risking? Well, just to move past the fear, because what is courage? It's it's feeling fear and moving past the fear and doing something mm. that you maybe wouldn't want to do otherwise. Yeah, I think uh, part of it is something that you need you need to be able to accept that you have wants, and even though they're not needs, but they're wants, and you're allowed to approach whatever company and ask them for what you want. But for you, wants aren't as important. They're getting more important for you, but they haven't reached this level, I guess. I'll continue to pay the $20 a month for the gym membership I never use because I deserve to pay that because I should be going to the gym. That's a well, big part of it too. Yeah, that's that's a silly that's a silly way. To I think that's all all that the section of it is a silly thing to focus on. I mean, when we were talking about, I think it's interesting, but I understand it's not necessarily on topic. (laughs) I mean, it's not, it's, it ties in, in a way, vaguely, (laughs) but I mean, when this word first came up, you brought up, well, I brought up mountain climbers. Are they brave people who do their devilish acts? And I guess if you're going on off the definition where you're pushing past fear, but what if you like the fear? That's a good question. I mean, and then that, oh yeah, go ahead. Well, what motivates people to do things? Like, I think a lot of, honestly, there are a lot of people who uh, either are in recovery and are daredevils like that, or they've never um, indulged enough in the in, in a drug or or alcohol or something to like get them addicted and the way that they get that same rush or whatever they're lacking from that they're not getting from alcohol or drugs they get it through cliff diving and stuff and like I'm- test pilots are, are notoriously um um they have the gene like i don't the alcohol know. If gene you, if you if you look at Neil Armstrong, most straight laced dude, right? Even healed. I don't. He got into that. If he hadn't, then maybe he would have. I don't know. I I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I think overall there are people who just he was just the way he approached things, like just my job. I don't know. I'm just doing. It. <laughs> he didn't seem to get that. Like there's a lot of the times 
there's interviews. Oh, you're right. Yeah. There's interviews with these guys and the way they speak and they're always animated and yeah, dude, life is most amazing when you're up there on the peak. It's like, okay, I, I can't deal with you right now. You're coming at me with too much. And there are people who well, are at just, that point. It seems disingenuous. Well, it's not even that it's like, I, possibly it is. Not I don't know what it is, but they're trying to push it on you and say that you're missing out. And there's nothing like there's other people who are just very matter of fact about it. And they're I'm just right. doing this, but I think they're the ones that you probably don't hear about as much. Uh, Neil Armstrong. Oh my God. Do you know those guys that are on a bicycle and then they're on those like skinny little paths where it's like on either side of them is a dangerous cliff. Have you seen those videos? And it's always like a POV from their helmet or something. No, but I've watched other just even mountain biking. Okay. But it's, it's okay. So if you picture that, right, it's this POV skinny, skinny little trail. And they're, they're on a side of a mountain, you know, and they're, they're going quickly. Sometimes they have to make these like hairpin turns and I've only ever seen them and either no audio or music, you know, or something behind it. And the other day I saw one where it was the person's like helmet recording, like they're talking to themselves and it was so endearing. He was like, okay, don't mess up. Don't mess up here. Gonna go fast. Uh, don't it's very skinny here ah, they gotta turn turn don't turn too fast you know like, he wasn't like he was it didn't seem like a brave act anymore it seemed like he was actually really scared i'm sure really but cute. that's part of it right you get scared and then you push through that and you find yourself Yeah, because afterwards like yeah i did it I, he's like i survived well, you, you get, know whatever it's called you get in a situation where it's like too late to back out now so i have to move forward with this yeah and and you can't panic. It's like you really have to uh, push that panicking. You have to push it way down because if you panic, you will die. See, I see the appeal. I could get into it because it also eliminates overthinking. It's like there's no time for that right now. I can't overthink this. I can't sit right, here. Right, you can't overthink it. I yeah. just have to move forward. And moving it's to me. like that was childbirth a little bit. Well, moving, moving to New York for me, I think, was some of that. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to fall down a mountain. I could just return back to Atlanta. But right. when I moved here, I didn't think about it. I was just, like, I look back and it's like somewhat naive because I didn't think about any of the, the million things that could go wrong. It's like, I don't know. I'm just going to do this. And you just move forward. You bring up childbirth. You don't really have a choice at that point. Well, that's the thing, though, because when you're in the middle of labor, it can be so painful and there are times when you're like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. And it's like, no, you've got to do it. Yeah, no backing and there's, up. There's that ring of fire that you have to push through. Like the way to get through the ring of fire is to sort of jump through it. Like don't hang out in the ring of fire. You got you to gotta go through it. The ring of fire is the head coming out. It hurts. It stings really bad. I would just have a C-section. I'd say, cut me open. That's totally legit. You should, if, if that's, if that's how you choose to give birth, you should do that. Give, get it, get it out. I'm not pushing. Yeah. I'm not dealing with that constipation. It was so awesome though. It was horrible, but it was so, again, like, like being scared on the skinny trail in your mountain bike, you know, <laughs> it was scary <laughs> and not fun, but it was such, it, to me, it felt like such an accomplishment. And it is like, I got my yeah. wisdom teeth taken out and I felt like that was an accomplishment because it was something <laughs> I'd put off for years. I walked right. the streets after getting my wisdom teeth taken out thinking I can take on the world. I can do anything. The power is in my hands. It's so ridiculous, but that it was something I was scared of because of childhood trauma of having other teeth pulled. Oh my God. And them lying to you. Well, my parents, yes, my teeth, my permanent teeth were growing in behind my baby teeth, so they weren't pushing them out for anyone who doesn't know. So I had shark teeth coming in, and my parents didn't tell me that I was going in to have my teeth pulled out. I thought it was a cleaning, and then they strapped me up to the gas, and the, the needles came out, and I had no clue what was happening. So really... See? <laughs> I, I know. See, I know it. Is your parents, whoever, not being able to deal... <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, we're just not going to deal with that. We're just going to tell him something else and then he's going to deal with it. So, yes, so I don't have to deal. that that uh, planted a seed when it came yep. to oral surgery. Sure and I put off getting my wisdom taken out till I was 29. And then I did and I didn't care. And I thought it was actually pretty interesting. 
It is interesting. I just had the gas and that gas, that nitrous oxide really makes you not care. It's like, I don't give a shit. I know this man is sawing my tooth in half and I don't care. I want to be, I, I had my wisdom teeth out and they put me out. I was glad. That's what most people do. I didn't want to do it because mm. that scares me more being put under, even though it's well, not the same as full anesthesia. I know that, but I, I don't want it. Talking before we end, I want to make a point about mountain climbing that we've never got to. <laughs> you just want to shit on Everest. Yeah. I just want to shit on Everest real quick. You want to bring up that Mount Everest. So well, mountain climbing. It's so romanticized. It's ridiculous. Well, it used to mean something. But to wrap, to get to that, wrap up the people who do these things, base jumping, like those free climbers. That is insane. It is absolutely insane to me that they're just doing this on a sheer cliff, sometimes an ice cliff with mm-hmm. no safety mechanisms. And they do it. And I'm sure the rush is there. Um, is it courageous in a way it is? Yes. And these are probably people who would act in other situations where their lives would be at risk. So, you know, you can't discount it. It it is. It's brave in, in its own way. It is. But, but so, I mean, it, the motive. Also, stu- there's there's maybe like um, there must be sort of like a gradient of of courageous to stupidity. Well, there's the motivations too, or like there's a wide sure. array of motivations. Some of it is recognition, and people just want to prove that they're better than others. Some people want to prove things to themselves and they went the challenge. Like the mountain is a physical manifestation of how they feel about their father. (laughs) But on that note, you can jump to Everest. Everest did mean something at some point. It did. But also weren't the Sherpa, like weren't the Nepalese people that lived there, weren't they able to do this far before white people were trying to do it or it became a tourist attraction. Well, you know, white, white people do things first, and that's when that counts in history. Right. <laughs> Discovered America. You know, the people and, were living there, huh? Nah. Yeah, the whole thing is like the way that you get to the to the top of Mount Everest is on the backs, not literally, but metaphorically, of your Sherpa. So I'm looking so this up. you for Sir? thinking that you did something by being, you know, a millionaire who are the only people who can afford to climb Mount Everest. I'd say and then, I don't know and enough. I don't know enough about the history, but it, what I say, see here—it's extremely expensive. Sir Edmund Hillary and the, his Sherpa, Tenzing Norgay, were the first two to climb it. I know it does seem strange that there weren't people in the past, uh, Nepalese people who climbed the mountain, but it does seem these two were the first. I know they these days—they I mean, might have been like, "Well, I don't need a, need to go up there, so why the fuck? Who cares?" It is amazing in the history of humanity that no one else had made it up there. But you're right. Something changed in somebody. And, you know, at some point, Sir Edmund Hillary, I have a lot of money and I'm bored with life. So I need to prove something. I need to prove my worth. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. For this person, I don't know. I don't know. That could be a way of thinking. I think it could on um, it, it could also be that this person it was their hobby and they wanted to challenge themselves and they had been challenged and climbing all these other mountains or something that were also difficult and he thought this one I'm going to do this one and it and it it is an extremely difficult thing and it's very dangerous but so so maybe the original intent isn't as like what you're saying where it's like just for recognition I feel like now that's what's happening <clears throat> because if you're an experienced mountain climber and you go to Everest to climb it, you're not, you're not real. You're just waiting in line. Have you seen the pictures? You know, you can only do it for a like a month out of the year when the weather is decent. And so, and then even on it, the ascent, Sometimes you have to wait for the clear day and there's so many people doing it. Yeah. Right. And from all different, from China, the other, like from India, they're all coming to do it and you're just waiting in line and it's full of litter and And dead bodies that are marked. Dead bodies. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing is that it, like I said, I feel like it's been so romanticized that it's lost all credibility once you just once you just scratch the surface a little bit, you're like, oh, it actually is really stupid now. 
I think at some point it probably still was difficult or whatever. But again, it's still dangerous. It's the Sherpas. You're getting still... up there because there are people who live there in that altitude who can handle it, and you fucking can't. It's so still don't dangerous. Act like you did it. I climbed Mount Everest. No, it was you and you know. <laughs> it's still your dangerous, friend. and it's still difficult. But yes, it's big business now. It's people spend a lot of money. And there are so many people who make it to the top. I know the picture of the line, and I'm sure this happens more often, but the, the line to get to the peak was very, very long. And then you have to come down like the similar, similar way. And then when there's so many people up there, somebody who can't properly go down a ladder when time yes, is pressing because, because a storm because is an, coming in. Right, because an, and, and an irreparable company hosted them and they weren't experienced enough so then they're yeah they can't get down the one ladder that is like being used by hundreds of people and then like you said a storm comes in and it puts everyone at risk it's you, like why the fuck are you doing this this is so stupid it's not you're not your views you're not accomplishing anything anymore you're still accomplishing something yeah but f not not like it was your views for this came from watching a tv show everest beyond the limit uh, I enjoyed watching that show. And then <laughs> later I started thinking about like, this is so dumb, which is just what a reality show that documented people going to the top of Everest. Yeah. And it was full. Of, and then when I, I do remember when I was watching it originally, I was like, man, this, this is a lot of money. And this is so How much time do I have left? If you do not have the strength to go to the summit, I don't want you to die. I got plenty of oxygen. Get me up and back. You can't climb a mountain on your hands and knees. Now turn around. But he still goes up. He disobeyed he still went up <laughs> and also there's no stakes because you're not going to watch that show and be like afraid that the person's going to die they ain't dying they're not going to show you the death of, of someone from the show somebody may die though people died on the deadliest catch so they could have showed you not the during death. the show i think during the show no the one guy had a, a clot go through his heart or something but he survived that and he didn't know until later that that's what had happened. Somebody and, and could like, have died and they still would have done the show. They probably would have been respectful about it. But the no, nah, if somebody, I feel like if somebody died that they, the season, they wouldn't air that season or they would like edit up to that and say like, just like when Snooki got punched, they edited it out. <laughs> well, what you really liked about this show was the theme, if we can call it that. <laughs> yeah. Be easy for us uh, to start the expedition like this. But there is little time for grieving. grieving. The weather loosens its grip on the summit for just two weeks a year. And the team must be ready. Ever, 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 Really cheap, lazy. You can't even call it a theme, but that was the yeah, title. Yeah, what is that? That's it's like a computer voice. It's the title card. Time for grieving. The weather loosens its grip on the summit for just two weeks a year. And the team must be ready. It sounds like a keyboard that can record things, like from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And he's playing like that cough sound. Oh, 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 oh. What a jingle. A good Can I say, that was a pretty good impression of that keyboard sound. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty good. I don't know why that exists. I don't know why that sound exists. Yeah. Ever, 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 rest, ever, rest, ever, rest, 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 rest. And I don't even know how to tie in the Pinkberry theme now. But people Well, didn't. it's a great theme song people didn't know because before the show we were talking about well i sang the gummy bear theme then we talked about themes a bit and which i think brought up everest and then i then i said most people don't know that pinkberry has a theme that just close to the mickey mouse song and just spells out the name p-i-n-k-b-e-r-r-i pinkberry but then there's a full two and a half minute song that you've really taken to it's real. I love it. Sorry, ice cream. I'm dreaming of a different dessert. Pink berry shaved ice and frozen yogurt. It doesn't feel like I'm cheating when I'm eating it. Because it's healthy. I feel better already. Tart and sweet. Fresh so and airy. Sweet sounding. Succulent mango, tangy kiwi, or pineapple. Topping up. Swirly and fluffy. Exquisite. 
Anytime I walk past a pink berry now, this song sticks in my head, pops in my head. I sing it to myself. Anyway, take us out. I'll let this play. This will be our theme to wrap up today's show. Thank you for joining us today. Today I'm on topic. I hope you liked it. You should download and recommend to all your friends. You can support our podcast if you go to hoffandpepper.com and use our code one topic 15 to get 15% off. Go check it out. Thank you so much. I love you. Goodbye now. And you free. Yummy. Pinkberry.